0: everyone how's it going welcome back to the watchlist podcast i'm your host jacob boyer joined today by the get hosts of a equally amazing and groundbreaking and multi-million viewer strong podcast
1: <laughs> the buttery <laughs>
0: males podcast how are we all doing guys
2: hey Good. You doing? What's doing well? thank you for having us
0: my treat my treat so yeah if you guys haven't been keeping up with my social media this is uh Another podcast that I've been graciously allowed to be a part of, featuring past guests on the show, uh, Rob Morsey and Brennan Boris, and first timer Jake Demansky. So, uh, I guess uh, you—I'll just step aside real quick, and you guys give us a little bit of uh, what the Buttery Mails podcast is all about. Well, hmm. Jacob, Where'd you're literally start? a part of it. <laughs> 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 How
1: dare you, say. Jacob's like Jake's, thats his way of saying, like, you tell me. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he's here, I,
0: I, 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 I still don't quite. We're six or seven episodes in, and I still don't quite know what we're all about. I'm, I was hoping that you guys could clarify it me for too. me. No. Oh, no. <laughs> we're,
1: we're a pop culture podcast where we discuss pop culture in our daily lives here at the end of the world.
0: That's yeah. a very fair assessment, I'd say. Good way yeah. to put it. Yeah, That's
3: probably the most concise way to put just a, a stream of nightmare. Uh, fuel that we've
0: created yeah we've got pretty much yeah we've got analysis on movies about that are about suicide we got actual demons that randomly <laughs> pop in if you say their name too many times we have <laughs> hollywood pedophiles that will occasionally show up and make uh, cameo appearances we talk about uh, things, I don't really like that i don't think this is <laughs> also <laughs> wait, wait, wait jacob i just want
2: to say just I, a grand was, old like,
0: time for everybody we...
3: If we say any three, like any name, three times on our podcast, apparently those people show up. So it's not <laughs> just demons. It is, apparent, it is apparently Beetlejuice rules oh,
1: for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's something, there's something about that. <laughs> oh my God,
3: what's happening here? Who
1: said? Who? I didn't even hear. It. Is that anyone to say saying? <laughs>
0: But yeah, so if you guys haven't heard of that heard that podcast yet, you should definitely check it out. It's a fun old time, a little less. Yeah,
3: unsubscribe to this podcast. Yeah, unsubscribe yeah. to this go one immediately.
0: Go... It's, uh, it's only getting better too. Only getting, only can. Well, I mean, it, it's hard when you're the best <laughs> podcast ever to go up, but I think that we manage to do it in every single episode. So, wow,
1: it's it's hard <laughs> to, to build to build a new Everest summit every episode is difficult, but we we pull it off. Much
0: like how the actual Everest, uh, it, it, somehow we, we find out that it's like half a centimeter taller every single year. With every single episode, we increase uh, half a centimeter in popularity.
3: Well, that's just flat Earth, baby. I mean, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, just how the Earth works. <laughs> I'm sorry, the flat sphere encased in a dome that we reside on.
2: Yeah, we, we Hashtag break, uh, past <laughs> break past the ice wall.
0: Break past the ice wall oh man so yeah definitely check that out uh but for now we're gonna talk about some spooky halloween movies uh mm-hmm. that we all recommended each other uh we talked in the episode of the buttery Mails podcast that was released last week about just some general like top five halloween movies that we enjoy watching but these are some ones that we sat down and we thought okay what's a what would be a good movie to expose to the the rest of the group here and uh Judging by our pre-podcast talks, I think that uh, I've somehow yet again managed to pick the most challenging <laughs> movie. Distressing. <laughs> yeah. I truly just puts pl- through the gauntlet. But uh, yeah, so I guess, I guess let's just dive right in. Who? What, which one do we want to talk about first, fellas?
1: I personally, as as weird as this is to say, I have the least to say about my recommendations. So I will place that in order wherever you you w- wish to place it. Just if that helps at all. That's really interesting, actually.
4: <laughs>
3: oh, <yeah>. <laughs> I- <laughs> um, well, then why don't, I don't know, why don't Brennan goes first, and then we'll just. We'll get progressively deeper into yeah, the damn thing.
0: We'll bank,
2: okay. We'll bank that one out of the way.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. The that sounds, sounds good. So, so uh, yeah, but real quick about the the usual disclaimer I always give: uh, if anyone listening is still hasn't seen the movies that we're going to be talking about here, definitely go out and watch them uh, so you can be in on the conversation because we will be spoiling the shit out of them. So Brennan's movie that he recommended was the 1977 Dario Argento uh, art house horror piece Suspiria. So tell us a little bit about this movie Brennan what little you have to say about it
1: so I'm, I mean not that I I don't mean that in a terribly disparaging way I guess I expected more out of it because it's like a I guess it's from what I heard it was kind of legendary and then there was this remake that happened in 2018 that put it on my radar as something where I was like well I'm actually interested in the remake but I feel like I should see um the original especially because Argento is like one of these prolific filmmakers and everything like that hmm. and um my big takeaway from the movie is you know at a certain point i was able to look at it as kind of like a cheesy italian movie which really helped as opposed to like looking at it as like a a high art film and so for me that really elevated like the parts of it that i did appreciate and there were uh you know i think two or three scenes in the movie that i absolutely loved and i think could have gone on longer a a bigger part of the movie but and i think i said this with jake earlier uh I really love the visuals and like the lighting and like all that stuff. It's super interesting. I really, I mean, just the set pieces or I should say the, the set design of the, I was going to say the, like the,
3: the world building they did is like very 1970s. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, oh, I liked yeah. it a yes. lot for sure.
1: Absolutely. And so with that, and then the other thing, the score with the visuals was a little bit different. The score was almost a little bit spookier than the thing that was on screen. Yeah. I, for that, for me, I kind of like that because I found that disorienting and that was kind Mm -hmm. of, the movie felt very dreamlike in a way. Kind of like in the same
0: way they use, um, there's there's a lot of scenes where they'll have a wide angle lens on a a shot that you wouldn't necessarily need it on. So you can actually see the landscape and the sets like curving and bending around as the camera moves. Or yeah, exactly. Like just the
1: angle in a weird corner of a room
0: that you wouldn't have expected it to be in or
1: whatever. Um, And so with that, I mean, all I mean to say about it is like, I guess I expected more, I can see stuff that was taken from it, I guess. And I can see, I, I think it might be a victim of I'm just used to today's horror movies. So it didn't particularly scare me as especially from one of these movies from this era that like, you know, is being referenced and as like, you know, one of the, the higher ones or like high art horror or whatever, which, you know, I take that all with a grain of salt. Uh, but I enjoyed uh, a good amount of it, but by and large, I'm, I'm still curious to see the remake, but by and large, I got to say, it wasn't mm. like, uh, I wasn't blown away by, it. I won't be getting uh, a, a Blu-ray of this, probably.
0: I think you will probably be getting a Blu-ray of the remake, because it sounds like a lot of the things that you don't like are improved upon. Uh, oh, Brennan, you know. it sounds like somebody's getting a new Blu-ray. Oh, <laughs> this So I can get a Blu-ray.
2: I mean, what you said, Jacob, about like the remake is exactly what I've heard. Like, I mm-hmm. haven't seen the remake, but it's that's what I've heard that they've taken what was good about the 1970s film and just went off on that and and made it really dope. So I yeah. want to see that remake.
0: I was in the, the very similar situation as Brennan, where I had seen the new one first because I was aware of this old one, and uh, but it just was. I at the time I didn't know it was that easily su- uh, accessible. So. I rented the uh, the new one and I watched it and I really, really liked it. But then whenever I went back and I saw like clips of the old one, I was like, this looks a little bit too cheesy. I don't know that maybe it's for the better that I don't watch this. But I am actually glad that I did go back and watch this because it does have a lot of um, while I do think the remake is better, I think that the um, th- this one does have a lot to appreciate even even if it's not necessarily something that'll scare you, it, it definitely has a really, really creepy atmosphere. Very and...
1: interesting time capsule. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
0: Very yeah. compelling it visuals. Feels...
2: Yeah. It yeah. feels like if I'm a horror movie fan, I should just go back and check this off my list anyway. Off my watch watch list anyway. But hey. uh... <laughs> <laughs> we got there. No, but I'm, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I saw it. <laughs>
1: I uh, I would say the 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 one big thing for me, and I guess we can say some other moments. I mean, this is kind of a little bit more of a spoiler, but uh, the big scare for me that I really loved uh, was the um, the uh, blind man being killed by the dog in the courtyard.
0: Yeah, I really <laughs> that, like that. Too. For me,
1: I loved it. I found it so brutal and like surprising, and it was just. It is a lot of build up to that point where he's standing in the courtyard. And honestly, I was I was listening to Jake watch the movie and he was like,
3: "Move." <laughs> I, was
2: just, I was saying, I was like, "Anywhere else. Just walk anywhere else from where you're at." You're in a wide
0: open clearing. You have lots of places yeah. to go to, which actually I found out that was um I the uh that was apparently the site of a lot of uh, book burnings and uh that was shot on location in oh. Nazi Germany.
2: That's so, awesome, man. An- oh, another shit.
0: little like inside uh thing to appreciate Um, I felt like just as an inventive
1: part of the movie that uh, just happens kind of clumsily like the character is kind of clumsy to fall into it but I just felt like it was like oh that's some like early pre-saw shit but like when she falls into the room full of barbed wire, like yes. how did she climb through that window and not see the room full of bar- barbed wire beneath her? It's like, right, just so right. wild.
2: she scans the room before
1: she jumps <laughs> down. It's, so is there some witchcraft there? Is that what it is? Is like, maybe there's a spell where she like didn't see the barbed wire and then she like jumps down and is caught in it.
0: You're doing a lot be it, of yeah. work
2: for them.
1: Maybe I guess. Yeah, maybe. And then <laughs> I, but it was pretty brutal and I enjoyed yeah. that.
0: Um, yeah. That opening then, scene still is like one of the most brutal things I've seen in a horror movie. When like yeah. the girl gets like her like still beating heart like stabbed oh, yeah. and, and then like just plummeted through the ceiling. That's uh, that's probably easily the most recognizable sequence in the entire movie. I feel like if anyone knows this movie, that's the scene that they know. Interesting. Okay, so
2: aside yeah, from that, that, that oh, beginning sorry. kill, like, oh, sorry, go ahead no 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 i, I was just I gonna mean, say that that first that shot with her he- i know what you're doing i know what you're doing here <laughs> <laughs> that shot with her head like coming through that shot i thought looked so cool for such a just a disturbing way i i had not seen that just like before mm-hmm. she falls through the glass her head getting kind of pushed through it yeah I, that looked so awesome yeah i'm sorry <laughs> I cut you off for no no
1: no that's totally fine you were sticking with the topic of the scene there and I, yeah that scene's great i mean honestly a part of that that is all that scene is another great example of the uh the set deco in that movie where it's just like oh this all these beautiful stained glass windows and like yeah let's shove this mm-hmm. lady right through it you know it's yeah. it, it looks i mean it's terrible what's happening but it does look beautiful and like that you know whole kind of uh what's it called the dike i guess uh I don't know, not to say incongruity again, but yeah, that whole kind of thing is very
3: interesting and kind of off-putting. Yeah. Um, have you guys... Uh, did, well, this is Brennan's pick. Brennan, do you know anything about the um, source material this movie's based off of?
1: Nothing. No nothing. I know. I didn't nothing about know that there was source material. I
0: thought this was just... Yeah. It's,
3: it's, um... it's a bit... No, 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 no. This is this <laughs> very This is very Sorry, real. I didn't mean to I, do no, that. No, no, no. That is like a classic bit from the Buttermilk podcast. A <laughs> <This laughs> two-month-old, two-month-old podcast is a classic bit. Classic this, this bit goes way It's already back. stale. <laughs> no, it's, so it's based off of this collection of the, – the genre is loosely expressed as um, – where is it? Uh, a psychological fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's these 32 essays by Thomas De Quincey. I, I have never heard of this man. But this is apparently one of the, like, best-known um, English essayists of all time who's written this. Uh, but the interesting about, thing about it, because I haven't read any of them, because um, I think it costs money to read them, and, and I'm a poor person. But uh, <laughs> I the interesting thing about them is it's a 32 volume like essay like you know collection but 18 of these essays are like non-existent even though there's Mm -hmm. like a master record of all 32 essays 18 of them are just not available the original Mm -hmm. publisher doesn't have them like they're nowhere to be found so it's just like an, I don't know, interesting part of this whole thing that it's based off of a very old, like, apparently prolific psychological fantasy.
1: Hmm. Mm. Interesting. I did not know that.
3: That's a very
1: what, fun fact. Is And is that also called Suspiria? I'm sorry if that was said. Is that also it's, called Suspiria? So, yeah,
3: it's uh, Suspiria de Profund- Profundis. I, I was... Hoping I wouldn't have to say its actual name on the podcast. No, answer. no,
1: no, no. You're, yeah. I'm putting, you're, I'm, uh, yeah profundus or seat.
3: profundus. Um,
0: but yeah, it's
3: the, it is a, it is a, it's a Latin phrase meaning size from the depths.
2: Whoa. Right? Right. Mm. That's so epic. <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah. it
3: sounds cool as shit. I, you know, I'm, I think, I like the the movie was dope. If, I mean, I it, it made me want to see the new one. Yeah. I don't I hope that doesn't, you know, sound like a detraction, but I, you know. If memory
0: you know, serves, yeah. a lot of like the when you said the translation just there, like that reminded me about a couple things that are said in the new one. So I think that might be a okay. fun thing, is that they might delve a little bit more into the source material than uh, than oh, this cool. one did.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
0: That that was definitely a cool part of watching this movie, was, like,
1: knowing that there's a new one and being like, oh, there's definitely some obvious threads to, like, run with or expand upon here. If mm-hmm. you're doing. I don't need, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hate when people make a remake or, like, something like that, and they feel they need to over-explain everything. But I just felt like there was some things specifically like the climax of the movie uh you know if we can get into it uh in the scene when specifically in the scene where she's in the room with the, the witch and her shadows behind the curtain and everything like that that was something where i was like ah this is really kind of wild altogether, and i could let this go on much longer this kind of you know like out and out witchcraft spooky stuff i yeah. love the the
3: 70s lightning oh.
0: like the
1: yeah.
3: very <laughs> 70s special effects are just great
0: yeah ironically and unironically like, those yeah, eyes oh, yeah. at the beginning, those I, eyes still terrify me. But the hairy arm coming through the window makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. I, you know, every,
3: every year Disney, Marvel, and Pixar supposedly get better at making CGI shit. And I'm just like, no, I think it's getting worse. Like I, all this no- Every time I see that ugly Marvel sheen on a, a movie... It's like, okay, take me back to 1990, please.
1: Oh, my God. I want no. to go back. <laughs> Rob, you don't like them fighting in an airport that doesn't, like, do it for you? No, yeah, the, the bland tarmac. No. no, it's cool, man. TSA is not even there. They're superheroes. What? Hmm? Oh, Rob's playing a video game or something right there. Or is it a no, do you have a no, soundboard?
3: No, my It's a, fuck. I don't know why it's going oh, on. Oh, it's the bottle opener? It's a is Donald it? Trump bottle opener. I, I don't know why it's just.
0: I apologize. <laughs> why do you have I think, that? <laughs> so,
3: I, my, one of my brothers got this for everyone for Christmas. It was at like a gas station, and they had a bunch of them for like $5 right after the election. So, he got all of us one for Christmas as a joke. Um, <laughs> And I just, it's, you know, it's a good bottle opener is like the reason I won't get it's the to
2: you. It. It's the best bottle opener, Rob. Um, best bottle yeah,
0: opener. but I,
3: I apologize. <laughs> I picked it up to open a bottle and it keeps going off for some reason. <laughs> uh, my bad.
0: Donald Trump doesn't want us to talk about the shitty not made in America horror movie. Only, <laughs> only the best horror movies come from America.
3: Italy I'm sorry you telling me this is an Italian film I've never been I've I've personally never been afraid of an Italian before okay I'll, and I never will be
1: Suspiria no Disturbia
4: yes
2: <laughs> Ollie we
4: love Shia <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god I love it even though Shia tried to cancel me I uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I still love him. His, the, his you work know, you is come to the king.
1: You know, you know what they say about the king, but every now and then you keep him around as a court jester. Shia, like Shia,
3: Shia, Shia, I don't know why you're trying to divide us. <laughs> I don't know what the division is, Shia. I'd love always, to hang out with you. I
1: always said Shia. You're my little honey boy. And I didn't even charge you money for the movie. I said, you're my little honey boy, Shia. And he, he said, uh, oh, that's what my dad called me. And I said, I know. I'm like a father figure to you, Shia. Anyway, <laughs> it was
3: great. Shaya was great. Shia, 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 Shia one you, you remember? You? I bought you after Hose and I raised you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You bought
0: him. This is almost scarier than Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, on that note, I do think I have to – I have said all I have to say about Suspiria personally. I, I, if anyone else has any closing notes on it, uh, you know, feel free.
3: you know, my dad.
0: Shia, Shia. <laughs> dad. Okay, calm down, Shia. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have nothing else to really say about it. Just a Even classic classic horror. Movie. I only
3: have bad Trump impressions to say about this
0: movie.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. About the film
0: suspira. i just sat there thinking, okay, how can I what are what are some other Trump lines I can say while they talk about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and he has a whole list that he wants to burn through real quick. <laughs> My
1: dog wouldn't have bit me because I wouldn't have been blind. I just that that. I wouldn't have been blind. <laughs>
0: I like people who aren't blind or bit by dogs. Well, <laughs> who, you know whoever uh,
3: whoever built that school is definitely gonna they got a lawsuit on their hands. I think at the end of all this, <laughs> and you know what? That girl, that girl right there, laughing. She might be culpable. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you can cut that one out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hands yeah. over here. Feel free to go with it.
1: Oh yeah. Or should the, I yeah. say, Jacob Kruger hands? Because it's, it's Halloween, or you know, we spooky. Ooh, um, yeah. ah, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. Spo- can you put Come it on right. like a, a scare alert for yeah. that? I, you I you spook yourself?
0: <laughs> I got spooked. You get spooked without the soundboard. The... <laughs> I'll put in a little lightning strike sound effect right there to make it seem like he was actually reacting to something. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do declare art. All right. <laughs>
0: All right, so yeah, Suspiria, 1977. Check it out. I believe it's free on Tubi. Uh, I think the remake is free on Amazon Prime, but I'm not sure. Uh, but oh. either way, watch both of them. They're both Ooh, worth it. Ooh, I hate that Bezos guy. <laughs> oh, no, I should have thought of I should have realized. <laughs> Is this yeah, just Jeff your impression Bezos. of Trump, or did you actually, or have we summoned Trump much in the same way that we <laughs> oh, summoned <yeah>. other people? <laughs> I did not say that. Um, I
2: personally love Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>
0: but yeah, so Jeff
2: Bezos, that guy's got
1: a heart of steel because he's a robot.
0: Fuck that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, 1977 Suspiria is free on Tubi with ads.
3: Suspiria, fucking dope. Yeah. it out
0: on, the on... remake if you're curious uh, is free on Prime, and you can rent it on pretty much every other platform for a small fee. So definitely. Here's yeah.
3: a here's a watch list callback. Go look for Suspiria on Pornhub.
0: You oh, you never know. Yeah. You might
3: find it. Totally ad free.
0: Here, the the other, I'll I'll do a callback to the callback. If you want to understand that joke even better, go back and listen to Brennan and Rob's first appearance on the show back in episode twelve. You won't regret it.
3: The best episode of this podcast.
0: Much kind of like how buttery males only gets better. I it, it, this one just slowly degrades over time. Buttery males is a fine wine. This is vinegar at this point. No, no. <laughs> what is this? What is this? Happening? I won't this. <laughs> It can't be possible. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. Speaking of um things that degrade over time, much in the same way that. uh when you turn into a zombie your flesh degrades over time rob recommended oh. uh a very very great movie probably my favorite uh that i didn't recommend <laughs> uh, <laughs> train to busan uh so rob tell us a little bit about this movie
3: yeah um so like jacob said it was the favorite one that he didn't pick so fuck all of you <laughs> <laughs> well to the two of you um no uh train of busan is this uh south korean zombie flick that i think it's from 2015 or 16 um but it it, uh came onto my radar kind of out of nowhere brennan and i brennan and i had watched the raid one and two and we like yeah i don't know about brennan i don't want to speak for brennan but like i had a, a kick where i was like oh like Asia's making better movies than America.
1: Like,
2: <laughs> just really
3: fun movies. Really
2: yeah. fun, like, In yeah. particular, like, South what's... Korean films, I would agree. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I mean,
3: South Korean especially. films, and um, The Raid is what? From, um... I think it's, like, Thai Indonesian or something like yeah. that. I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Something like um,
3: that. But, yeah, so, uh, South Korean films, like Jake said, yeah, South Korean films are, like, particularly dope, and... So yeah, I'm not a huge zombie movie guy. Like I don't I think that the zombie thing is like definitely played out right now, like in terms of modern media. And the modern zombie movies kind of ruin the older ones for me too, because it's like, well, you know, I've kind of seen the same trope over and over and over again. And like even the original like uh basis of those tropes like kind of get worn out. But Train to Busan just really does a lot to be like... Zombie movies aren't, like... They're not fair. They're, like, fun, but they're, like, not fair to any of the characters. And there's, like, a lot of stuff in this movie where it's, like... uh, If you're watching The Walking Dead, there's, like, you know... More sappiness to this. There's, like, a longer goodbye, you know. Or it's also, like... The zombies are just not actually a threat and then when someone gets eaten or like bitten by a zombie it's like how did you how did you do like how did you fuck that up like you were so safe like you you didn't need to like get yourself in that situation kind of stuff absolutely and you see it coming from a mile away too yeah
1: you're like dude don't do it don't i'm there fuck you why'd you crawl under that fence
3: yeah like yeah exactly (laughs) why yeah why did you go down into this like dark fucking alleyway with like no one yeah i i obviously there are zombies down there but um train to busan is like the zombies are just they're just like normal speed in the sense that like if a normal person gets bitten by a zombie however fast they can run is like how fast the zombie runs you know so it's Mm like you just have a bunch of like just regular-ass zombies running just as fast as your main characters. And our main characters are also trapped on a train. I mean, not to, like, spoil anything about the movie Train to Busan, Ah, but (laughs) our characters are, are trapped on a train for a while and actually, like, I don't know if it had... I don't know if this had anything to do with it in terms of influence, but the way that Snowpiercer kind of divides the movie up into the different Mm. sections of the train Um, train to Busan does like a really good job of dividing up the different sections of the train into like different trials and tribulations people have to get through it also the movie also does this really awesome thing where as the characters are like making their way through the film there's no exposition from anyone about how the rules work so you you have to watch the characters figure out the rules of the world they're residing in as there's actual, you know, like stakes at hand, you know, oh, yeah. people are still dying and it's like there's a great scene where they figure out that the zombies are almost entirely blind and that they like go based off noises. And so it like kind of combines A bunch of different tropes including a snow piercer trope where it's like they go into a tunnel for like two minutes of the movie so all the the cars black out and they have to sneak through this train car in like complete silence trying to get around these zombies and it's like i've played video games where that's a trope and it's like oh yeah this is scary this is like this Mm -hmm. sucks having to walk like inches away from a zombie to try to creep around that like like you're trying to like awkwardly like get between a crowd of people you know like mm-hmm.
1: it's uh it's definitely that scene in, in particular probably i don't know it's definitely one of the most tense scenes in the entire movie that's a lot of tension right there yeah mm. it's, it's really you feel it
2: and this is the time when like they have to crawl on the the upper racks to get yes. by them you yes. Know? Yes. You know you mean? yeah yeah because they go through tunnels like i think two or three times but yeah the one they like they're doing that they're crawling up on the racks where you would put your luggage and yeah oh my God. <laughs> that that well, is an and awesome that's, scene
3: that's why they realize that the, the zombies are like totally blind because they go into the tunnel and it's like everyone like stops talking like you know the sound almost totally cuts out and they realize like oh like these zombies stopped attacking us too like <laughs> these zombies are like also kind of <laughs> At a loss for what to do in this situation.
2: Yeah, they're definitely sight-based because, like, right in the beginning, the the pregnant lady she like does the smart thing of like throwing water on newspaper and putting it up on the windows, so like the zombies can't yeah, see where they're yeah, at. Yeah. I, I love that. I loved her and her husband. So I much. mean, this
1: uh, Rob will probably love talking about it, but this movie, like, it's. Other than being a zombie movie, this is like the ultimate like dad's rock. It, it is straight up beefcake
2: hunk like level. Like this guy's a no. Well, a yeah, you old get, old you, old get old.
3: you get you get a thick you get a thick dad, and you get a real <laughs> gaunt, tall dad
1: I who's mean, like got like, awesome. he's got to like he's got to like make up for what he is. Aspired, this other dad has got to like protect make up, the make, child that
0: he has. Yeah, make up for his lack of thickness. Oh, yeah <laughs> exactly.
1: papa you're not thick enough
0: <laughs> right, child. um yeah I mean
3: those are our two main characters like yeah are our fathers and the cool there's like a cool uh dichotomy between them where it's like the one main character has his daughter with him and the other guy has his pregnant wife so it's like he's like you know they're both fathers just like in, in way different like parts of you know fatherhood at that time but the way that they form these relationships between these strangers as you go through especially like in the beginning where like a lot of the characters are really quick to be like every man for themselves but the ones that survive are the ones who realize, like, okay, like teamwork is actually the answer, except like the one most selfish, like the guy who is the real world personification of like greed and selfishness <laughs> survives. Oh, yeah. And like, so that, even though it's like, you don't have that weird thing The Walking Dead has where it's like, well, we're, we're a big group of selfish people who have decided instead of taking from each other, we'll morph our selfishness together and be a giant selfish thing. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's just this one guy who like continues to like bring selfishness. You know, there's a lot of great stuff in this movie. For me, the, the big thing is like, it's, you know, it's my favorite zombie movie. I watched this movie a couple months after my own father passed so, this is a zombie movie that made me cry multiple times. I mean, like, genuinely cry in front of Brennan. So, I will say I have. A, like, a, yeah. uh, I mean, Yeah. No, no, no. You...
1: <laughs> it, it's not just that he passed away, but he also became a zombie. You know, it's like it really hit well, yeah. home for you.
3: Yeah, that's such a good point. You know, I, uh, I, <laughs> I try to block that part out, you know?
0: More so just to, to kind of respect his memory and not so much the fact that he tried to kill me immediately upon passing by uh, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's,
3: it's like you don't want to hold a dying man's actions against him. But what about an already dead? Like, <laughs> <a> guy... <laughs> an undead well, man, so to say. Actually, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> to this for a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. No, um, but yeah, for for me, like, I definitely have a little bit of a a weird emotional connection to this movie because... So many times in this movie, I Brennan just heard from the other side of the room, oh, d- "Daddy."
0: <laughs> so you know, I mean, specifically yeah. in the voice of a small Asian child, which really small confused Asian him. Child, yeah, <laughs> um,
1: in perfect South Korea, I was like blown away. I was truly floored by that. I was like, "That sounds perfect!"
3: Damn. Uh, 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 and Brennan, you spent a lot of time in South Korea, so. Oh, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, I've seen Parasite twice, so... Trying to spread that that North
3: Korean splendor (laughs) into the South.
1: Uh, One thing I definitely really like about the movie, and it's this movie, I think, especially with the comparison to The Walking Dead, where at a certain point, it's like, you know what, actually, the humans are the real monsters. And I think part of that is because it's, like, ashamed at a certain point of being a zombie show whereas i think mm-hmm. something common with like south america south a- i'm sorry south korean and a lot of like asian cinema and stuff like that and maybe just foreign cinema in general from like what i've seen with certain french films is they are just not afraid of being obvious or like they're not ashamed of like the kind of movie they're making whereas i feel like in america we have to like be like oh it's a zombie show but it's really like a soap opera about their like like, as Rob said, just a bunch yeah. of selfish,
3: annoying fucking people or whatever. Well, it, it feels like every new zombie movie that comes out, every script must start with, ugh, it's another zombie movie.
0: We know, we yeah. know we
3: hate zombie,
0: it's movies. zombie we movie, movies. It's a zombie movie. zombies. It's a zombie movie, but is always yeah, the thing. exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> and
1: this kind of has that with, it's on a train, but actually it's just like a good movie with like good characters, cool tense, like it's, it's not like, the train doesn't feel like a gimmick like it doesn't feel like snakes on a plane it doesn't feel like it was just there to be like damn that's crazy it's like actually no this is like really well structured and rob MD- said was like each of the compartments their own there their own little beats of the story that have their own little individual arcs within them and that's yeah. like
0: really cool one thing i was going to say earlier is that the rob kind of mentioned the like how the three act structure is kind of like divided up like based on like the the beats of like what cars they enter and all that i i would say Almost too is uh kind of the the whole th- a- structure of the movie. It also plays on like the diff- like the stops that they like at the actual like stations yes. itself. like well, those are your that, little that was like, something... story beats
3: that I really liked about it. And I really I wanted to touch on that because the movie starts at the you know beginning of like an outbreak, and I mean it's like it's so interesting because between our characters getting on the train and the first stop when it's like, oh shit, like the world is really like getting bogged down with zombies. um, It's like an hour. It's like literally an hour passes between like getting on the train and like, oh shit, like the outbreak is like taking over the cities that we're supposed to stop at. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also, I wanted to like just say, all the characters that you're introduced to and that are killed off and are supposed to be, like, emotional deaths for the viewer are all 100% earned. Unlike a lot of zombie movies or horror movies in general where it's like, ah, we just need six very killable characters. It's like, it feels like they wrote this movie being like, how do we make these characters the most unkillable before we kill them (laughs) off in front of the people?
1: I mean, Duct tape, duct, duct tape
2: arms. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just want to say, like, the baseball kid falling in love and having <sighs> his crush, having his crush, like, reciprocate that love, and then they both just get killed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh... A good way to go out, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, not by no. zombie, but yeah. yeah I hear well, you. yeah, <laughs> no, definitely not by zombie. We'll have to see uh, the relationship go downhill if it does eventually. <laughs> I'm a pessimistic man. Yeah, I was like, Jake, go to couple a counseling. Go there's, to couples counseling.
0: There's actually a spin. It always
2: falls apart. There, there's, nah. a,
0: there's a spin off movie where we just focus on them and we and we realize that their relationship coming to an end is actually a metaphor for someone who's infected with the zombie virus contemplating suicide. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and that is a callback to another episode of the Buttery Mails podcast that um, you should check out. So go listen to it. One, Night, one listen to it before you go to sleep. <laughs> Our nightmare fuel is fine. Yeah, okay, absolutely. <laughs>
1: um one last thing I do have to say about it. Um <clears throat> excuse me.
2: You know what? I forgot. So that's that.
1: Well, I got something. <laughs> that In that the beautiful. beginning, that where sad.
2: where the main character works, does I kind of miss this, and, and I feel bad for this, but I don't know. D- does he work or have anything to do with like the outbreak actually happening? So
3: it, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's seems like he is like an uh, mid to upper level executive at the company that accidentally releases this virus. Holy so shit. he he is like okay. he is getting like periodic notifications from his like secretary or assistant who is a man let me just men can be assistants too we live yeah. in the World. 21st century um that's actually one maybe the last thing i want to say about the movie cuz I, I feel like i've sucked its dick pretty hard uh for the last 10 minutes and my mouth is getting tired um <laughs> the the one thing that this movie does very interestingly and i think it comes back to like not People not really knowing how the zombies work and like the nature of the outbreak is that information is so very scarce in this film. Where it's like The Walking Dead, it seems like every other episode there's a character being like, I heard about a, a pharmacy with a bunch of supplies 400 miles from here. It's like, okay, A we're the only three people within 400 miles, so I don't know who the fuck told you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know. Who's telling this you mo- this? <laughs> yeah, where, yeah, where are these people that you keep speaking to? Oh, God
2: told me. God's the one telling me. I saw it's a
1: half-empty so- bottle of Pepto-Bismol on the shelf
3: 300 yards
1: away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Tony, if you weren't always right about it, we would probably start to ask questions.
2: Yeah, we're out of bread, we're out of water, but I saw some Pepto-Bismol so we're good.
0: Guys. Someone spilled out a bottle of Pepto-Bismol and wrote a message in the ground that said 400 miles this way. So uh, that's <laughs> how I know. You want your get as
1: Pepto, you'll have to
3: you know, travel for it, you <laughs> bastards. You left a trail of Pepto droplets 400 miles long. <laughs> uh,
1: the one thing uh, I was going to say is that one thing that really turns me off in horror movies uh, is like when the sense women
3: i know well yeah what do you really really do yeah
1: yeah i I like the killing um the thing that really (laughs) turns me off in horror movies a lot of the time is i do need a sense of hope i do need at least a little sliver of hope and a lot of times in movies when it gets to the point of like ah there's uh there's just no there's clearly no chance of a happy ending here in any way not that i always need a happy ending but it's just one of those things where it does i do kind of tune out a little bit because i feel like i'm sensitive to it this movie has a bunch of like all hope is lost, deep despair moments that because the characters and because it's all so like, for lack of a better word, fun and like, just like, you know, interesting, uh, you know, that doesn't like set in so deeply with me. And like, I was like totally on board the entire way, even when it seemed
3: like, yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do this one. You know, that was just like what it was. I will say that they do a good job of being like, well, listen, of the hope is gone, but that 1% is still... There's still, like, 1% of hope. And then the next thing, it's like, you know that 1%? We're gonna whittle another 99% off of that. So by by the end of the movie, they've got, like, the teensiest little bit of, like, maybe something good comes down the road for who's left, but, like, probably not.
0: Can I just say, though, like, uh, the... I, I should have mentioned it earlier, but we were talking about the, the secretary and like the, how he periodically gets like information through like one of the most, like, like I, I could see why some people might say it's a little bit too melodramatic, but I really, really love the scene where it's like the last call with the secretary and you find out that his company is the one responsible for releasing it. And the secretary says, is this our fault? And they just oh, both yeah. start crying that's such a powerful moment and I, I love it. it like you, you don't, that's not really something that gets explored too often in stories like this, I think is the right. like sense of responsibility for your own actions. And, uh, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, no, this movie, uh, holds corporations responsible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually don't care about zombie movies that much, but I loved this movie. It was so much fun. So thank you, Rob. That was awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'm
3: a, hey, i am I. Glad you guys liked it. Like I said, you know, I don't like zombie movies either. And this is one that just, like, for some reason, it just doesn't. You know, yeah. it just slaps through and through.
0: Any other closing thoughts we have about Train to Busan or?
3: Well, Duct tape what, arms.
0: Duct tape Brennan arms. Ha-
3: oh, yeah. Um, Brennan has to
2: thank me also. Yeah, Brennan. I showed you this movie. <laughs> <laughs> He
3: might have. It's. It to be fair, I get Thank like ninety-five percent <laughs> of the media I'm interested in is from Brennan. So,
0: <laughs> one last thing I have to say about it, actually, I was looking at the Wikipedia page, and I don't know if any of you are aware of this, but I am just finding out that there is, is a, a sequel. Uh, there's a sequel called Peninsula by the same director. Really? Set. Uh, looks like the poster says four years later, so I guess it's a little while oh, further. I've i I've, I've not heard great things to be honest. Yeah. Well,
3: I'm I'm you know I haven't heard of it, so I'm like it probably isn't.
0: Yeah. But that's cool. I mean, you know, I would be interested in by the director, seeing it at you know, least. Like... Yeah. So yeah, if you uh if our conversation about Train to Busan was intriguing enough for you and you haven't seen it yet, it's free on Tubi, free on Crackle. Uh, free on Sling, or, free on Amazon uh, Prime, free on Vicky. I have no clue what that is. Uh, and you can also rent Vicky it on
4: just
0: <laughs> Voodoo, YouTube, uh, Google Play, iTunes, all that. So, yeah, Train to Busan. Amazing zombie movie. I thoroughly look enjoyed up
3: Vicky's, it. You gotta look up Vicky's profile on Pornhub.
0: Vicky's Train to Busan. <laughs> she has it uploaded in parts, 10-minute yeah, increments. Vicky's to Busan. <laughs> <laughs> so all right uh moving on then uh jake Demansky recommended uh kind of in going with us talking about um somehow managing to make every episode about Eldra Tors on the buttery <laughs> mails podcast again just another reason for you to go back and listen to it uh we have one thing that we love talking about uh that jake i think it's safe to say you have a good amount of experience with is h.p lovecraft and his work and you recommended a movie adapted from i don't is it by this is it the short story also called dagon or is it the short
2: story is also called dagon so yeah,
0: yeah there you go the 2001 h.p lovecraft adaptation adaptation dagon so tell us about this movie
2: yeah, um, it turns out actually, like even if I'm unaware of the things that I'm liking, like they probably are just by HP Lovecraft. <laughs> like, <laughs> I found that out about another horror movie lately, but um, Seinfeld. yeah, I like <laughs> <H. P. Lovecraft. laughs> all based off HP Lovecraft short stories. <laughs> and uh, no, but um, this uh, movie Dagon is—it's just about—it's um, about a guy who is successful, and while he's vacationing uh just kind of uh stumbles across a town that you know is praying to a deity that i guess wealth and prosperity but there's like a it there's a price for that and uh it seems like the whole town is paying for it they're like turning into like just I don't, they're turning to the sea is the best way to describe it they're they're becoming like <laughs> octopus people <laughs> and um yeah it's just kind of about this guy's like i guess uh <laughs> escapades in this town I, he's trying to get out and uh yeah it's just like a whole bunch of crazy shenanigans and and if you are familiar with hp lovecraft there's just like there's a lot of tentacles in this uh <laughs> so it kind of goes in with that whole thing um yeah I, I mean it's not i mean what else to say about it does, does anyone else have well, like, like a
1: better version of that I mean, I think another big part of it is it plays on his themes. You hear a lot. It's there's a lot of a, just lots and lots of common H.P. Lovecraft uh, imagery. One, you know, at one point in it, when they're pranted, uh, sorry, when they're praying to the Lord Dagon, they, you know, you hear them in that prayer say Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of Cthulhu imagery. Yeah. A big part of H.P. Lovecraft, from what I've understood, uh, even. I didn't know that it was this movie going in or that this was one of those stories, but he definitely has done the fish people thing kind of before. And I've seen a little bit of that in um, Alan Moore's Providence where it's, you know, kind of talking about, that's Alan Moore's kind of weird take on H.P. Lovecraft in his own way. Um, But I saw that and I had a funny moment before I realized this was a fish person movie where, um, well, there's just a scene where he leaves his girlfriend to, uh, you know, go save his friends and he's got to get on a boat and there's just a moment where they're like, uh, yeah, just get on that boat with those two guys. Okay, I'll just hop on here with these two obvious vampires. These <laughs> <laughs> two totally like, normal <laughs> gentlemen. Like, look at these Nosferatus right here. And then it really did take me, it was when I saw the webbed hand on the priest initially, where I was like, oh, no, it's not vampires, it's fish people. Because when, <laughs> when he got the hook through his hand, I was like, dude, clearly the blood is about to make these vampires just jack homeboy on the boat. Here. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I I loved Dagon. Dagon was sick, dude. It was a really wild ride. It starts off a little um it's a little cheesy and a little hokey here as a mm-hmm. two thousand one movie, but like once I like got on board with it, I I love the freaking movie. I was, it was mm-hmm. a
2: fun movie. Yeah, super fun. That's that's the best way to describe it. Like just I yeah, I mean it's just it's a crazy wild visuals. ride. It's, it's like if uh Waterworld was like mixed in Good. with the game Bloodborne or something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, and like I you know, for me and I think Brennan I'm pretty sure Brennan would agree, uh you picked a movie that is like you know, The Fear of Water that uh, I yeah. hold and I think Brennan shares is just like is kind of you know, this was I liked the movie a lot, but there was a lot of just like please don't put me in the water. (laughs) Please, let's not,
1: just like, let's stay away from the water at all costs. That opening scene gave me such anxiety. And then it was just, when it was just the obvious kind of mermaids. I thought there was going to be some, because the camera is so on his face in that opening scene, like it's like just looking straight at his head and his head is taking so much of the screen up. I truly thought he was going to like duck down and you're going to see like a big, you know, monster that was right. Like kind of hidden from the audience behind his head. Mm-hmm. And then instead it's just like, kind of the, like, I don't want to say the obvious, but yeah, it's kind of, like, I've seen that exact mermaid scare, you know, a couple times. Yeah. It still totally got me because I, the underwater is spooky is one of my notes. And I also don't fuck with mermaids is another. Yeah. One of my notes. <laughs> well,
3: Mermaids. Mermaids are terrifying to me. Cause it's like, once I'm in the water, I, I have nothing to like fight. That's against, not your world. You know? anymore exactly it's like i literally i have a limited amount of time i can even be down in this arena with you and you can just hold me down here until that time runs out and it doesn't matter what i do
2: the ocean is just like a primal fear so to make like a horror movie like kind of based around that i think you're gonna get like good results yeah
1: Um, i really uh one of the things i found really funny about the movie was like it's kind of got that dreamlike statement where it's there's part where it's like, what stick together? What are you guys doing? Like separating from each other? Like, what are we all doing here? One of the things that really haven't you guys seen me, a horror movie? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one of the things that really stuck out to me is just like, truly like so funny to me was like, there's so much awful shit going on. And Paul, the main character does not drop the F bomb until he sees that his hotel room is shitty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like fuck and it's like i don't know dude your girlfriend's probably dead your best friends are out there dead on the rocks like i don't know like it's the hotel room's not the least of your problems
0: did anyone else get like very very strong tom cruise energy vibes off of him there was a <sighs> lot of times where I, I would like i would look away and i would hear him say a line and i'd be like was that tom cruise
2: i didn't think about that but I, I i'm probably gonna watch this again in just, this next week and just, I, i'm gonna consider that yeah
0: go back and listen to just a few lo- random lines and you, you'll hear it i think like cause I, well I, the I, character really... the
2: paul's character is only like four feet tall right <laughs> <laughs>
3: that, that might have been
2: the confusion oh. wait jacob are you talking about the scene where he goes in the hotel room and he's really excited about his love so he starts Start jumping, jumping up and on down, the down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> Oh wow! Thanks, bro. And then yeah, no, it, it,
0: it, it's more so that like it the the couch broke because it was so old, and that's when he drops the f Mom finally. Fuck, because he can't jump on it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he no. can't
2: express his love.
1: It's the a... noises these fish people make are like oh, terrifying. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like rapt, raptor esque. Is is like they reminded me of the raptors from Jurassic Park with oh like that yeah. kind of yeah.
2: like, awful clicking moaning shit. Oh uh, so yeah. Good like, corrupted, like, seagulls and, like, uh, <laughs> sea lions and stuff.
0: Like, well, it's, su- like, a...
2: Important... Seagulls that take bribes. An in important thing popping creating off of, like...
0: <laughs> uh.
3: An important thing to making, like, a character, I think, now, like, a, a monster is just, like, keeping it otherworldly as you possibly can. Because, like, it, it's, like, there's a... Within like the familiarity of like certain monsters, where it's like, well, I've seen vampires a million times, so it's like maybe I'm not as terrified by the classic, you know, movie vampire. But you start adding in some noises that I've never fucking heard a creature make in real life, and you start adding in like gills and shit on a human body. It's okay, this is this is taking me at like somewhere like out of my comfort zone, and that's like. A bad monster will just, you know, destroy a movie like this. And I, I, I thought more than anything, like, just this was a scary, like, an actual scary movie. You know, probably yeah. just yeah. the the most frightening movie we've picked this week, month. You know, for mm-hmm. a little thing.
1: Um, I think. I mean, I can't imagine any of us. It's it's a different answer for any of us, but. Who is our like MVP
2: character of the movie? I was hoping someone would I I was hoping you would lead us here. I mean yeah. come on, can we all say it at one, two, three? Yeah, it was yeah. the drunkard and yeah. <laughs> Ezekiel, dude.
1: Ezekiel <laughs> rules. He's the man. He's the coolest part. When he does that like face more flashback, I was like, damn, that's great for two thousand one. This rocks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a lot of fun. He's just mm-hmm. like the best part for me. I also so his flashback, he was the one that was there who kind of like ends up explaining to Paul what ended up happening with, you know, like these priests coming in or these, you know, kind of this captain who came in and said, let's make this, you know, let's all pray to this God instead of a Christian God. And this captain then um, tosses a big version of the uh, pyramid from Yu-Gi-Oh into the water. (laughs) (laughs) And they they all start getting gold out of it. Um, But yeah, I mean, Ezekiel, that actor is really good. And actually this was his final film. It was one of those things where it came up at the end and I was like, no, do not tell me. Do not tell me he's dead. But yeah, I mean, of course, it's like he, you know, It was he in his
0: dying that way, wishes but... that uh he was skinned uh, uh <laughs> you know on like, film. I just, to, I just you know,
1: need like... yeah, somebody to paint red uh, around my eyes with a rubber knife before you peel my face off.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: For um, real though, his flashback was like oh, actually sorry.
0: terrifying. Like I like like even though not really yeah there's not really a lot objectively that scary that happens in the the flashback. It's just like the way he describes it in like his sort of broken English and like the visuals and the music that goes with it. It's just, there's something horrifying about like being a child in like a, a small town that's isolated and like everything gets turned upside down and there's like these demons coming out of the ocean and it, 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 at the same time, it's like making your family rich and it's giving you food and all that. But like, and yeah. the, like it's, it, but at the same time, like, everyone else around you is being corrupted, and it's... Uh, it's
3: yeah, it's cool. It's my a family, horrifying concept. My family's good. <laughs> we're fine over here. <laughs> like, I don't know what, the, what all your problems are,
0: but not mine. But yeah, sorry, Jake, it you is were just, saying...
2: Well, going off of what you were saying, yeah, it's just, like, these poor people, like, basically so desperate for any help at all, like, in, like, just overnight, this guy's, like, no like abandon your god like we found a god that will help us like we must do his his work we must praise him and then yeah just we're getting gold but like oh my god yeah now we have to like sacrifice people
3: (laughs) like totally cool yeah totally cool give me that gold baby
2: well with the gold there's at one point where
1: paul who you know there's a stupid plot line in the beginning of the movie about him like having stocks and stuff like that and his girlfriend tosses his laptop off the water which is one of those moments where i'm like i think the relationship's over i think if i'm in a relationship
0: (laughs) that was a ten thousand dollar laptop for 2001 (laughs) it's not even
1: like about the laptop it's just like oh okay i think if i'm with in a relationship with someone who reacts that way about like my very reasonable a lot of money that could go up and down is whatever it's a stupid plot line but he's recently come into a good amount of money and at one point he tries to offer uh the fish priest money and he's like "bool we have like you know a thousand times what you could offer" he offers him like 10 million dollars he's like "we have like a, a thousand times that" and my response to that if i was paul would have been like "then could you make your town not look like dog shit" I'm like, <laughs>
3: hire one construction crew to just start going around fixing ah, shit m-
1: like what incentive? how do you get sacrifices how do you get the sacrifices if it, like you don't have any tourism like I don't understand uh, I would
0: have been I, I would have been much quicker to come into this town I would have been much quicker to come into this town and get sacrificed if everything was paved with gold you idiot you gotta rethink <laughs> your if plan you had, here
3: if, if you had a fucking uh, uh, a Hyatt a Hyatt Grand Resort maybe I would have showed up faster
0: I would have gladly sacrificed myself for the all-you-can-eat buffet. I mean, where <laughs> else can you get shrimp for this cheap? <laughs>
1: oh, the shrimp are their children, though.
0: I mean, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. shrimp is so
2: cheap. Um, I liked the the drunkard, but um, I I think her name was like mm,
1: U- Macarena. Yusia.
2: Well, it, yeah, her real name is Macarena Gomez, but I think her name <laughs> is y- Yusia. In the she's she's the mermaid in the yeah. It, yeah, in it, I was telling Brennan, I mean, fish, oh. half fish woman or not, yeah. she can get it at any point. in the Absolutely. Day. I mean,
1: Honestly, <laughs> it was like that. I was less turned <laughs> off by the uh, the mermaid tail and the tentacles or whatever. I was like more of those. Just like if you weren't so pale, let's get you a tan, and then this rocks. Let's do this,
2: Macarena. But yeah, I, I do mean, say that I, as I, like a joke, but like she really was awesome. Yeah, in she's this beautiful, film. and like, like, she's like really she, she's beautiful, but she was super talented. She she was. I loved her in this. Can yeah, I can I, say, um, can I just say? Can I just say,
3: Macarena Gomez is the worst fake name I've ever fucked. <laughs>
0: <all
2: time. laughs> is that her fake name? I, well, I, no,
0: no no, 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 no. It's no, just no, it's, it, it just sounds, sounds like, like that's why I'm, I'm going to cut it out and I'm going to cut this part out. But I genuinely laughed for a second because I thought that Brennan was making a joke. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then when I realized that, oh, shit, that's her actual name, I caught myself, but, uh...
1: I Caramba Estevez? <laughs> <Well>, exactly, <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Uh,
3: I was just thinking okay. of getting, like, Facebook friend requests from, like, you know, strange profiles that you have one mutual friend with. All
2: right. I worked with a person named Macarena, so I didn't think it was Macarena so crazy. Macarena Gomez.
3: But...
2: <laughs> well, I don't know Cause... if their last name was Gomez. But...
3: Well, that's my point. It's not just about one of the names. You know, oh, Gomez
2: is unrealistic to you. Yeah, Go- it's <laughs> both of them together.
3: Oh man! It's like, it's like the pieces of Exodia. It's it's on its own. It's just useless. <laughs>
1: Exodia Gomez. <laughs> Exodia Gomez. <laughs> Um, Zodia
3: I, Gomez, I just, I'm you a, son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, this Gig was, on Rules. Yeah. Fantastic movie. And I, again, it's I just. Very good. One of those bit like, I, 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 I've I said it before, but I, I really love horror movies that just have a downer ending sometimes. And this one has oh, a, yeah. a really, yeah. really good downer
1: ending. <laughs> oh, what do you oh mean? yeah. I love this one. Yeah. No, he's going to live for eternity. And <laughs> he's going to live for eternity. And <laughs> get get his, that money. And fuck his sister fish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say one part this of This is movie, a good ending, the one part of the movie that bothered me is like that little kid narks on him so hard at that one point i was oh like you need to God. drown that kid in the water right now you need to put dunk his face in the water of that house and kill
2: him because he brought a giant
1: nosferatu tentacle monster out of the water <laughs> at
2: you yeah he's fine but his dad is just so far gone like oh yeah turned into a fish monster um yeah but i hate that kid <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then w- when Paul kills his dad, the kid is like, "You asshole!" Or <laughs> so, like, "You're <laughs> <laughs> like puta." Hey. Should have just let
2: him do what he was gonna do. <laughs> kill well, me? I, no. <laughs> I I get well, kid, on... the kid.
0: There, there's two possibilities here. <laughs> like, either <laughs> I, I I kill your dad, or he or he killed me. Listen, kid. There's gonna be only two hits:
2: me hitting his face and him hitting the floor. All right. <laughs>
0: That you was hitting the
2: floor, and you hitting your pillow tonight, crying about your dead dad.
0: If I can, <laughs> if I can make one complaint, is that I, I didn't like that that line kept irritating me whenever that kept coming back. Like even what? down to the, the, the oh, there's two possibilities. Oh, the yeah, comes, like, yeah, in, yeah. Down to like it, the it, very end when it's 12. like down to the very end where it's like these two <laughs> ominous. Like cavernous doors, and you hear screaming coming from one and not the other. And he's like, Okay, there's two possibilities here. <laughs> like, uh,
2: At the end, when he scraps them both, and he's like, There's either two possibilities here. I either uh, fuck my fish sister or I, uh, I burn myself
0: alive. Burn my face
2: off. How about I do both?
3: Oh, I
1: like
2: oh, yeah, to think
3: I. I like to think that the end gets like slowed down and he does the Sherlock Holmes thing where he's like, "There's only
1: two options here,"
3: and he goes through them so like, right. beat by yeah, yeah, yeah. beat. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I like that. I'm pretty sure his last words of the Perry, movie are, Perry, are, are them all Dodge. saying, like... Fuck my sister. Dodge. Perry. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Discombobulate. Well, <laughs> yeah, his, his last words of the movie I really enjoy because it's just, like, his, like, Cthulhu-headed father being like, Pablo, you are my son. And then his, like, uh, sister, fish-wife bride, who's just like, you know, you know incest me. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and his, like... I'm pretty sure the last words he says are... I'm Paul Mars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my.
3: Self-imulance. laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, yeah, I give Dagon five out of five. Scream movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we're all in agreement. Really, really, really solid uh, Lovecraft adaptation. Uh, I'm uh, surprised I hadn't seen it before. It was it was really good. So then I guess it
3: does seem one of the like one of those movies that like would. What like it should have been on tnt all the time yeah and just right? yeah
0: it, it like, has a lot of energy <laughs> of like uh that one creep show underworld movie. yeah or yeah. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah oh well i was just, i was just thinking like tnt specifically would play blocks of the underworld movies every fucking day and it's like right. you couldn't sneak dagon in there like, yeah. you know, like I don't think all of these, like, you know, middle-aged, like, social welfare recipients are going to notice the difference. I think one
1: big thing for me, and, like, you know, it's just what I can say about, like, a lot of art is that, like, since I've seen it, not a day gone by since I thought about it. <laughs> all right, Brennan, get <laughs> out <of here. laughs>
0: So, yeah, if you get haven't seen. If you, yeah, then, get, you, get, Okay, I think we need to get Trump back in here so we can kick Brennan out. Uh, Rob, You're locked you, in here with me. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, Dagon, 2001, great horror movie. Uh, you can check it out on Tubi for free with ads. You can also rent it on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Vudu, Amazon Prime, and probably
3: Pornhub. Vi- Vicky probably <laughs> Vicky
0: probably knows a thing or two about Dagon as well. So <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely watch that one fantastic movie. So. I guess I hate to bring us down from this, the for the 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 prior yeah, no, uh, I
2: think we actually No, no, we, let's we, just have a therapy session. everybody, we talked I,
3: <laughs> Brennan, Brennan, I don't know what, I don't know what you and Jacob are talking about. I think we've just we've done all the movies that were recommended, right? I think we're done. I think we've <laughs> wrapped right. it up. So thank you guys.
0: <laughs> thank you guys for watching the Watchless podcast. Tune in next time. No. No,
3: no, no.
1: Uh, no.
0: Alright, so the movie I recommended uh, The Buttery Males Watch was uh, 2009 uh, Lars von Trier's Antichrist, which is about a man and a woman who suffer the loss of their child and then retreat to a cabin in the woods to try and deal with their grief and anxiety, and a bunch of shit happens. So, what did you guys think of this movie?
2: Uh... (laughs) i take the images i saw out of my head so
3: i called up lars and i was like lars you gotta crush this guy's balls if you want me to buy into your movie you gotta crush this guy's balls but here's the thing he still comes okay this guy (laughs) still comes after he crushes balls okay lars lars don't hang up on me lars
2: crazy is like when that scene happened brennan like called me up and he's like I'm watching anti <laughs> <Christ> right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I man. was just a little bit. I had started and stopped it a couple of times, but I was just for like a ten minutes behind. behind me. Yeah, yeah. Just, and I, I was like, dude, something's about to. She's acting <laughs> funny, and he's just like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I think at one point you said, "Um, the devil made or a demon made this movie." <laughs> I was like, I think the devil
2: made this movie because it's like. It's shot so well and it actually is good, but I really don't want to be viewing any of this. Like, And it's tricking me, <laughs> <laughs> trying that's, to hurt me. <laughs> that's a good
0: way to sum it up.
3: I said, Lars, Lars, I've got a picture for you, okay, Lars? I'm gonna tell you a true story. So one time I was fucking, right? I was fucking in my big penthouse and Don Jr. fell out the window, okay? <laughs> and now here's the thing, here's the thing. Don Jr. He's got a thicker head than his pop, I'll tell you what. And so he survived. But you don't need him to survive in the movie because, let me tell you what, I kind of wish John Jr. hadn't survived that ball myself. <laughs> Lars, Lars, Lars,
2: do not hang up the phone on the Lars. What are you going to do? Three bad in there. Ivanka
1: hasn't climaxed since. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hell but but for real
0: though i have a real i I I love that opening i love that it's beautiful it's awful but it's beautiful yeah jacob can i tell you
2: something i uh i saw this movie actually like when it came out or when it was available to watch at home and uh the reason i wat or tried to watch it was because my cousin is a huge film buff and and he was like yeah i mean this is really something to see. And like, trying not to give me as much at all. Like, he was just like, you should just watch it. Yeah. I was like, okay. And yeah, um, he's talking I to do... an 11 year old at the time.
3: Right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, no. <laughs> no, you were probably, what, 15, right? Like, yeah. like you're 15. Yeah. Okay. Still uh, not okay.
0: Yeah. This and, nice, yeah, and... nice <laughs> close up of Willem Dafoe's cock going into Charlotte Gainsbourg's <laughs> pussy is, uh, <laughs> now in, in, really quick. In 60 FPS oh. is something to yeah, see. Never mind. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> well, what I wanted to say was, second. <laughs> well, this isn't good for my age, but it is true. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I, I even smoked pot back then, unfortunately, <laughs> and uh, I, I was really high and I was watching this movie and this is like your beginning stoner phase of high too. And um, this beginning sequence, like. Fucking rattled my world and I just gave up on the movie. I just was like, oh no, 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 no. Like just when the baby falls out of the window and hits the ground, that whole like, you know, prologue happens. I just was too high and I was too scared and it fucked me for well, it. So let I, me tell
3: you, this is what happens first the kids start smoking all right and then all of a sudden they're getting high watching antichrist in their basement okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's also that scene is that scene is black and white and it's it's uh, super well lit and the yeah. and the camera work throughout this movie is great and so that scene in particular is like in incredibly high resolution it feels like so yeah. i understand that it's like if you're fucking just vi- like if you're just trying to vibe it's like oh.
2: so oh, it like. ruined my vibe and i couldn't come back to it until we had to watch it for this and i said to myself i was like you know what I'm gonna get high and i'm gonna power through this like as an adult now and i'm gonna be able to do this <laughs> <laughs> and just watching it again i was kind of taken back to my old mind's yeah, why do you keep like, getting Jesus. high and watching this ridiculous, it's a movie. It's a movie. vile It's bill. a spiritual like, test, Rob.
0: Okay? What I was going to say is, I mean, again, to just make an, yet another callback to the Buttery Males podcast, maybe that's the universe telling you that you need to get really high and go back and watch Lost from Space and see if you can uh, yeah. not cry Yes, I through still the, have the I'm too movie. scared. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, Antichrist I also... didn't quite rattle you to your core, but Gary Oldman in <laughs> mutated spider makeup is oh just God. something you cannot fuck with.
3: Or like, what what's his name? Isn't it, is Alan Rickman in Lost in Space with like some fucked up head prosthetics?
0: Uh, uh, I think is that lost in space. No, you're you're that... thinking of Galaxy Quest with Tim oh, Allen.
3: Oh my
0: fucking god! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I could
1: fucking. Uh, I love Galaxy well, Quest. Okay,
3: I've been confused for a couple weeks then because I've, <laughs> I've been like, why is everyone afraid of the movie where Alan Rickman <laughs> and Tim Allen just do cocaine together? <laughs> so like, in in, sure. in sure. fairness,
1: in fairness, the Saris, the villain of uh, Galaxy Quest, is pretty scary for like a pg movie that movie was originally shot as a rated r movie so it's it is like pretty spooky honestly oh well here it.
3: let's let's bring it back to gary oldman terrifying in the fifth element
0: and yeah. in the darkest yeah.
3: hour and
0: in, and the darkest hour. Hour. And, and <laughs> in uh gary in, uh, oldman's just a, a terrifying person in general as a husband yeah as a yeah. husband. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know like what it is about but like I mean, when I was watching Batman Begins, I just couldn't I I wasn't super invested in Scarecrow as a villain, but I mean there's something about Gary Oldman that just put me off. <laughs> He's he the best
3: villain in Batman Begins.
0: Interesting. Interesting reading so, of that movie.
1: You know, a cab. Um so I guess question we talked about Willem Dafoe's dick. Now I think I'm not <laughs> sure if it's this movie or if it's Willem Dafoe that I've heard this about. But is that a prosthetic penis, or is that not Willem Dafoe's penis? I, I, I think it's a real penis, but it's not Willem Dafoe's Yeah, penis. Willem, Willem Dafoe's
3: heard... got a dick guy. a well, lot, a lot know, of I, actors I've, have their favorite stunt doubles. I have He's truly his... heard.
1: I have truly heard that Willem Dafoe has such a hog on him that it's like too distracting for him to actually do full frontal male nudity scenes. So they had to bring in somebody. It might be Willem Dafoe, or it might be John Hamm, or something like that. But like, I, they brought in sure...
3: John Hamm. Did you?
1: Well, dick I mean, I'm Andy just saying. Christ. John John Hamm is like another famous famous hog haver.
2: Colin Farrell <laughs> as well, right? I'm making
1: it. Colin Farrell, yeah. Colin Farrell <laughs> got a um, hog. What is his name? Cards. Legolas.
0: All right. Legolas so has okay.
1: Orlando Bloom's got a hog on him for <laughs> sure. Bloom Absolutely. So Katie, Katy Perry is a lucky lady.
0: Brennan, sure. to to answer your yeah, question, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just googled verbatim. Did Willem Dafoe have sex with Charlotte Gainsbourg for real in Antichrist? And the very first thing that comes up is a, is a, um, a white box, uh, apparently a quote from Willem Dafoe saying, no, it's not, it's not mine. Lars used a porn actor for those scenes. So Willem is
1: bigger <laughs> than a porn actor. <laughs> well,
0: so Willem Dafoe, if he ever stops making amazing movies, could have a very lucrative career in porn.
2: So funny that porn God. actor probably just felt like such shit. Just <laughs> he's, he's a legit real actor, and he's got a bigger fucking hog. <laughs> Willem and Defoe
0: went and he said, Look, Lars, if I get aroused in this scene, all the blood's gonna flow out of my head, and I just won't be able to stay in character. I will
3: pass out. I, <laughs> I will pass out.
0: <laughs> so big, Lars. Okay. <laughs> so fucking big. <laughs> There's a reason why I don't have kids, Lars. (laughs) Willem
3: Dafoe's never seen a naked woman because every time he's gotten close, he just
2: passes out wherever he's standing. (laughs) Poor guy.
1: Oh, man. But- uh, The movie movie looks beautiful and there's a lot of great handheld camera shots in it that I really appreciated. And it's still like, it looks like a 2020 movie
0: in that way, Mm -hmm. honestly some of the most effective use of slow-mo in like any horror movie ever. Like the, and, the scenes where ball crushing yeah, one of the most, one of the most profound ball crushing scenes ever put to film. Uh-huh. But, uh, that da, scene, da, da, da. that scene where she's in a, uh, like, he's like hypnotized her or she's in a trance or whatever. And she's like talking about her, like the yeah. first time she walked to the cabin and it's all like, she's on the bridge like 2400 frames a second and she's barely oh, moving yeah. like oh my god that like still creeps me out even though i know what's coming like
2: yeah it, uh, well, re- i
3: wanted to can i say something i i just no. want to say yeah thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for stopping me no i i want to say it is not okay for a husband to be like yeah. even if you are a therapist it's not okay for you to be like you know what? No, I'm taking my wife away from her current therapist, and I will be her therapist. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say up. he
1: deserves any of what happens to him, but he definitely did like fuck up ethically, and in a lot of ways where it's like, come on, dude, just you gotta know better than this bullshit right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that slow mo shot, the shot of her on the bridge, and anytime they would do those weird, specifically that kind of visual, there, um, really reminded me of the Fellowship of the Ring uh, in like the scene where the i think it's galadriel like is tempted by the power of the ring and there's all that like kind of trippy shit going on there and then it also does that flashback to like there's also in that time the flashback to like aragorn and like Liv tyler it was just very like i don't know it felt very similar like imagery not really tonally but i was just, just like yeah this is some weird mystical wood shit going on here
0: yeah yeah i, I, I get I that completely mind. agree yeah, yeah. It was very... And, like, like they just kind of, like, the airy, like, floatiness to, like, everything. Like, they're just... It, like, it feels like there's not any gravity to the... To what's being shown. Like, it just feels like everything's just sort of drifting in and out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, that's one thing that I, I will say about this movie is it's maybe not as effective in terms of, like, boo, scary, but it is very very effective at just filling you with a sense of dread and yeah. I, I think that that's kind of lost on uh a lot of horror movies it's more it, it, nowadays it's more so like uh we're just gonna make you anxious for the next time something pops out at you rather than make yeah. you well, feel and it's, really it's uncomfortable like we're not
3: audiences not like for modern horror it's like they have this idea that it's like audiences don't want to be asked questions about existentialism they just want to see people get their arms chopped off <laughs> well one thing that
1: totally filled me with dread was like right where I kind of talked to Jake and I was like yeah it's starting to turn for me is when she is trying to convince him that she's better and just the language she's oh, using it goes I'm well again I'm cured. Right. You're so clever. I'm fine, and I wrote definitely <laughs> the words of a person who is not well, oh, not cured, and not fine. <laughs> You're not clever. Oh. Oh, as yeah, much as of...
2: yeah. Oh, so- sorry. Um... No,
1: no. I was just like that. I was just reiterating that. That was really where I was like, oh, okay, this went from being like an interesting <laughs> character study to like now the gears are really like clicking in a dreadful way.
2: Oh, definitely yeah. that. Uh, yeah that's definitely I couldn't actually tell what was happening there I was like is she being like a total asshole to him right now or is she just like broken I, I don't know but um, the I think the scene that like just kind of fucked me up the most actually was um, when uh, you know as much fucked up shit that actually happens in this film it was when Willem Dafoe confronts her with a picture of their child with his <sighs> shoes on backwards and then it's like all of the time she was like purposely putting on his shoes backwards to like fuck up his feet and fucking torture her child. Basically. Um, that just like rattled me in such yeah. a, is that so real and like something that you could hear about someone doing like, it's so sick and just like, you know, she's trying to be sneaky about it too. And it's just disgusting. Like it's, it's so fucked up. That scene fucked with me so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did
0: I did I I can only imagine like your reaction when it like it flashes back to the opening of the movie and you see that she was watching the entire time like uh... Uh, yes
1: I I did write down and this is dark but I did write down if I was that baby and that was my mother I would be glad I was dead like that is what (laughs) I was like this lady sucks (laughs) like I can't say it I don't want this lady in my life at all good
2: yeah that's so fucked ugh um,
1: it like those are your of...
2: ultimatums Death or just being tortured In, in a passive way like... yeah, I'm, yeah pass
1: <laughs> I, At one point I mean like you know there's times in this movie Where I was like writing things down like Ugh we get it I hate this director I hate Jacob Oh it's turning on me <laughs> <laughs> oh. and then At one point I think I wrote down um, No one needs to make this movie This movie did not mean to be made Movies almost should not exist Because if movies exist this movie might get made <laughs>
3: wow um, i i like the i like the zero-sum argument you've made
0: <laughs> against <laughs>
1: films this in movie shouldn't exist so therefore
0: way. movies should not exist yeah it's just, it's just
1: too good at what it's trying to do that it's like yeah that's just kind of evil almost you know like that. yeah.
0: and that's what i love about it is just it it just feels evil like like, dick
3: Dick cheney's wife say like trying to get rid of video games and rap in the same like master stroke in the 90s like damn you thought you could get rid of both of them at once
2: thank god for smart people like frank zappa uh, (laughs) saving us anyway um, um yeah one thing I took
1: kind of note of was like but you did William a certain... Zabka. <laughs> yeah, William oh. Zabka. <laughs> Aside from kind of like all the art house horror, there was just some basic, very basic horror. Where at one point I wrote down, "Oh, it's the basement from Evil Dead. Cool." Yeah. And then I went, "Oh, it's the crazy book from The Shining. Cool." <laughs> and, then, and actually, at another point, when Willem Dafoe is crawled into that foxhole and she is sitting on the tree stump and, like, kind of over him and, like, doesn't know that he's right under her, I was like, yeah, Fellowship of the Rings. Like, the centipede crawls over his, like, glove or whatever. I was like, right. damn, this us yeah. me those vibes right now. All
2: the insects crawl out of the dirt when the Dark Riders are around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh. Much in the same way, all the hands come out from the roots when uh, oh, Willem Dafoe beating creepy. Charlotte Games. all the yeah. all the bugs are like, "They're over here,
3: quickly, guys! Like, look, <laughs> hey, they're right here. Yo, check this shit out." <laughs>
1: I will say uh, the 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 crow or the raven that he finds in that foxhole there uh, had the spirit of the boy from Dagon in it. Just a fucking nerd. <laughs> <Just Yeah. like, laughs> like, shut up! Shut up! God damn.
0: Speaking of the animals and like the three beggars and all that, I need to know the fox that has oh, Willem Dafoe's fucked up Love voice. Yes. Big laugh or appreciation for that fox? Like when it. he peers and he sees it eating itself, and it and then it looks at Willem Dafoe and and chaos Rage. chaos reigns, which is yeah. that, that that's also Willem Dafoe's voice as well. Oh, yeah. interesting.
2: I, I didn't laugh. <laughs>
0: That was the one movie-breaking moment for me where it, when it, it speaks to him, I was like, okay, that's kind of a little bit silly, but I, I like C- what you're CGI doing CGI on those
1: animals in general wasn't bad, but when you try to make the fox, spot,
0: the fox speak, it doesn't really work out. I also I, did I,
1: write down at one point, that deer has got a huge dingleberry. Oh,
3: wait! <laughs> 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 that fox, for me, has been ruined by the internet.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, it's like, goofy.
3: It's yeah. literally just goofy. Like, it's just this <laughs> This fox has been used just when people need, like, a goofy-looking animal. <laughs> so yeah. I've just seen it a lot, you know? And yeah. it's like, as a video creator or, like, a meme lord, it's like, how can you resist a fox saying chaos reigns? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just seems
0: like... <laughs> It yeah, is out of context, yeah, yeah. Out of context, but even kind of in context, that was again, it just that, 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 <laughs> that did break even me if a little the, bit.
3: Even if the, yeah, even if the okay. meme, even if the meme format was this is a gift from the movie Antichrist, <laughs> I would still <laughs> laugh my fucking ass off.
0: It would almost be more frightening if the fox looked up at him and and uh and said the character, Brian from family <laughs> <laughs> it is a dog
3: and we slowly I'm fade like, like, <laughs> chapter i what uh, like what other, movies,
0: at yeah. <laughs> what other movies staring
3: what other movies where animals talk could we like cg like we could cgi or cgi we could literally <laughs> just cut this fox into like the lion king <laughs> yeah. um homeward, homeward bound homeward bound um <laughs> fucking uh what is the old movie yeller. about the boy? Oh, old Yeller, yeah, <laughs> fucking uh, Air Bud. Any um, character that
0: has a snout in a movie, just cut out this fox's face. <laughs> and super life impossible. of Pi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But I, I joking aside, I, I do genuinely love this movie. Jungle Book. Yeah. Sorry, no. It's oh man, but yeah, I I do genuinely love this movie a lot. It's it's not a traditional horror movie, but it still gives me a lot of the same vibes that a lot of my favorite horror movies give me, where it's just this impending sense of dread and you can't get away from all the evil in the world, and it's uh it it it, it's it's fantastic. I love it a lot.
2: Yeah, um, it's it's weird. uh, Just going back, that Willem Dafoe, like is it because he's a therapist he just like isn't giving us really much emotions is that like what's happening there like just because because he's like let down i mean constantly in the movie and just kind of is like doesn't really express it like every time he sees those animals like he first sees the deer and like the baby is like half hanging out you know dead like out of the deer He's, like, seeing the deer, and before he sees that, he's, like, smiling. He's, like, oh, nature. Like, this Mm -hmm. is what we needed. And then it's, like, turns around, and it's, like, (laughs) oh, "Oh, shit. Maybe
0: maybe we didn't need this. Yeah, and same with
2: the fox. He's, like, oh, a fox. And then it's, like, eating itself and says to him, chaos reigns.
0: And then he's in the foxhole having to (laughs) beat the crow to death multiple times going, I definitely didn't fucking need this.
2: He's like, oh, thank God, just a lovely crow
1: buried in the dirt. Uh, yeah, let me excavate this. Let me go out of my way to excavate the crow from the dirt. Definitely needs it like, right now. Mm-hmm. In this situation, I'm in where I'm hiding from my like crazy wife. I definitely need to dig a crow out of the dirt in the fox I think
3: I it. think this was uh, I think this was my buddy Paul from college actually.
1: Yeah, all the crow. <laughs> I will say one of the scariest parts of the movie from everyone's was like,
3: least favorite crow, Ed.
1: You, are you done? I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, this deserve, wasn't. The, I deserve people saying that it'd be so much more. I, I yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry that this yeah. wasn't
0: your geniusly crafted day gone by <laughs> level of yeah. comedy. I know. I mean, between but... <laughs> cam on the last
1: episode of Buttery Mails and Dagon, I'm killing it lately.
0: Uh, the one, thing, the, <laughs> one one the day
1: scary...
3: I will just snap. <laughs> just so
1: you're
3: aware. <laughs> like one day I will just snap and fucking charge down to your apartment.
1: Please, two okay. sorry. Scariest part of the movie for me. Was towards the end, okay, um, when the credits rolled, and I saw that his name wasn't William. That for me was like, <I don't> <laughs> what kind of psychopath
3: would name their child Willem? What <laughs> what world do we live in? It's like
0: Kirsten. Yeah, <laughs> or, or like, like uh, I, I I I don't know. It's actually it's, not like Kirsten. It's not, no, it's not like, a Kirsten. Lot like
3: Kirsten. It's like why why. The... Why wouldn't you just name them Kristen?
0: Oh man, that's that, that is definitely a, a haunting, it haunting truly part from the a, movie. Yeah,
2: it's just a spelling mistake, guys. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah.
0: they, they they misspelled it once on his very first movie, and now he's been forced into this on uh, his death role type man. His entire the life, <laughs> yeah. there, his,
3: his uh, Hollywood star will be changed back to William after he's dead in honor
0: of him. <laughs> Fun fact: His it, I, apparently his name actually is William, but he, like he, he's it's just been mispronounced so much or something like that. There's a clip of him on Conan admitting admitting no that his name Conan. Conan. no one Conan, no one pronounces
3: William. What are you no, talking about? I, there
0: there is a clip on uh, on uh, on of him on Conan when he was promoting the lighthouse where he admits that his like he, he's been mispronouncing his own name for years, and it's it's actually kind of funny rob's jacob, favorite movie the lighthouse I'm, I'm, yeah
3: well the lighthouse is all right jacob i'm afraid you don't know what humor is because i don't think that willem Defoe was actually being serious and he was like oh yeah there's video evidence of him in acting school no there no Yo. because they show
0: they show a clip of him like as a young man in acting school pronouncing his own name as william DeFoe
1: so is there I have a question so he seems like he does seem like a pretty friendly guy to me yeah is there a like an evil version of him whose name is William DeFriend
0: William DeFriend I
2: like
1: how DeFriend William DeFranco
0: I like how DeFriend is the evil one in this scenario well DeFoe is the nice guy it's a real Jekyll and Hyde scenario (laughs) yeah exactly but God, uh, if i
1: saw that jekyll guy i'd hide from him all right oh I, I'm, get I'm, out of here. I'm burning Sing. out of here all right <laughs> spiraling <laughs> throw me down the stairs i
3: just i do want to say like this movie is good and a lot of it is like it's experimental by literally by like you know proclamation of its creator it's like an experimental film so it's like i i think it's you know people see it and might have, like, a different idea of what that's supposed to mean, like, what experimental means for people. Because, like, a Eraserhead is experimental, you know? It's, like, there's yeah. a lot of films that, by nature of being experimental, get a kind of weird or bad rap. Um, I just, like, I watched this movie off of Netflix in 2009 when it came out, no idea what I was getting into. Oh, and when I I, like, powered through it, I guess because I was just like such a severely broken person by age 14 that I, for some reason had no problem with like any of the things I was seeing. (laughs) But I, I do think that like, for me, it was definitely devalued by like being like me seeing it the same place. I watched like, uh, arrested development and 30 rock, you know, it's like, it, (laughs) it, it, I think maybe if I had seen it in theaters and, and like gone to it because I was like, if you well, paid, this he like, paid uh, for it, you have to like kind of you know, if you feel well, like you've okay, it a mean, little bit, you know. I think I think if I was given a free ticket to it, but I was told like it's like an experimental movie and you're going to see an experimental movie, I think I would have liked it a lot more. You know, I just as a kid seeing it or like a teenager, no context, just kind of was like, Well, that was fucked up Netflix. Thanks for recommending that next to like Zathora, really cool of you, you know. <laughs> I, you know, and that, someone on Netflix is
0: like, okay, yeah, Zathora is a kids' movie. I mean, this this has talking animals in it. I'm the, sure, these like, two <laughs> match up. There's yeah, there's in in the yeah, there's a cross section here. Yeah,
3: there's a toddler in the first scene, so it's a kids. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> oh. they're making a kid in the first scene. It's a kids' movie. <laughs> Like, you don't even work here. Like, please get out of our (laughs) (laughs) office.
0: Lars, look, I don't care how many times you insist that this is not a horror movie and it's actually a kid's film. We are not marketing this alongside (laughs) Zathura. Lars, LVT goes PG. All right. Oh, Oh, man. Do we have anything else?
1: All in all. I was just going to say, all in all, very eclectic and interesting bunch of movies that I'm definitely glad, uh, you know, I checked some off there tonight, you know, or yeah. not tonight, but in general for this record, it, it was a nice little, uh, it was definitely a treat. I would yeah. say, uh, having already seen Train to Busan, I do, not that that doesn't make me like it any less, but just Dagon was just a nice, really fresh new treat, and I really, I really appreciated that
0: an antichrist yeah, was day, the day sour milk that out. you had after having no your i treat. mean <laughs> I, in a way
1: antichrist was vegetables i mean it was <laughs> something that it, it's, it's antichrist was my first foray into lars von Trier, and i gotta say I you know I don't know you, if I dip my toe in again. Yeah, you 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 don't you don't need to.
0: I, I I it's it's very safe to say that this is the best thing he's made so you don't need to venture any further. Those nymphomaniac movies look sexy oh, that, though. Oh, those
3: are his movies, aren't they? I was I was just about to ask. I I have seen the first nymphomaniac movie. So I've actually seen two
0: Nymphomaniac. Mars, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Nymphomaniac I I I I don't like it's it... For the sole purpose of, um, in the second movie, there is a scene where Charlotte Gainsbourg, I think, is having sex with Shia LaBeouf, and her son crawls out of a crib. I'm not joking here. Crawls out of his crib and like walks Ugh. walks towards an open window, and Ugh. Shia LaBeouf sees it happening and stops it before it can happen. And the same oh. and the same Whoa. the same music <laughs> the same music that's playing in Antichrist is like on a radio in the background Ugh, in that scene. No i was and like the three beggars fuck were in that scene too. You. yeah no there's a deer and a crow and a fox watching from the balcony <laughs> next superman
1: door. stops bruce wayne's parents from getting killed it's a whole fucking
3: oh
0: my god it just yeah
3: well it seems like this guy just wants to be directing porn <laughs> like, I, just, I don't know why he keeps like accidentally making art house movies when it seems like he just wants to make porn <laughs>
1: I'm experimenting with how much porn I can put in the movie before they take it out of theaters. It's,
0: it's all, <laughs> yeah, that's what's experimental. It's, about. it's his training until he finally <laughs> makes the movie where Willem Dafoe is willing to unsheath the beast. That's the porn <laughs> film he's he building is, up he to. <laughs>
2: break another human being on camera. <laughs> just trying to get his credentials up so he can work for Brazzers. That's what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Oh so dog. he can so yeah. he can collaborate with Vicky over
0: at that uh, Pornhub. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, that's uh that's Antichrist. If you want to check that one out. Uh fuck I have to cut this part out. I didn't. Horn hub. Oh, porn hub. Porn hub. Yeah. It's uh Antichrist I think
3: it would be best if you watched Antichrist on Pornhub <laughs>
0: over any other... It would be appropriate. I don't know that it's there currently, but someone go check and, and find out for us. <laughs> it's free on, uh, Amazon prime free on sling TV and you can rent it on YouTube and Google play. So, uh, yeah, those are our Halloween recommendations. And, uh, I, I, one thing I, I want to maybe a, a closing topic we can discuss, uh, if what, just to really, as like a fun little spooky, uh, spooky ideas. If we were, if we were trapped in one of these movies, which one would we rather be trapped in?
2: Oh, hmm. uh, wait, what, Hold
0: on. Well, if you were a char- if you were a character in one of these plots, which which plot would you rather well, be in? Okay, so hold on. Easy Actually,
3: I before you yeah, yeah. You can find all the fucking scenes on Pornhub, So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a start.
2: I'm going to go uh, with uh, what Brennan just said, actually. I- I'm going to hop in Dagon. I'm going to be the drunk guy who's, like, dealing with the madness for all these years and just getting fucked up. And goes out like a fucking champ, too. Goes out truly like yeah. a champ. Well,
3: wait. So, hold on. If I pick Antichrist who am I in this world? <laughs> like, Fingers crossed for
2: the baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> it's like, am I just, am I the baby or the fox? Or am I just like a guy who's like around the cabin for some reason? A, hitchhiker,
0: to... a hitchhiker who catches the tail end of Willem Dafoe burning Charlotte Ginsburg's body. And... Or,
3: or, or, yeah, or am I like, I'm a hunter and I'm looking through my scope and I just like, you know, just as i catch them like you know squishing his balls (laughs) it's like i will say
1: part of antichrist for me
0: take the shot
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: there's a lot of like (laughs) biblical shit in antichrist and uh like there was that like place is called eden and then they do the whole thing with uh you know like their names in the credits are he and she and i feel like darren aronofsky saw this and was like oh yeah I'm going to do that like really hard. And he just made mother and mother is like the exact same kind of like, in my mind, like, uh, it's like kind of a half-assed, uh, you know, religious metaphor. And maybe I don't really get it. Cause I don't really like care that much about like, you know, like the, the Bible or whatever, but like, it just seems like I'm going to do like high art experimental stuff here that is going to piss you off. And especially down to, uh, a dying baby. It really seems like, uh, he was like, let me just do this times 10.
0: Yeah okay that's that's a fair assessment i'd say
3: well yeah for all of the like real hardcore catholics that are gonna watch my movie accidentally on netflix
0: let me just <laughs> fuck them up for now <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: yeah, exactly
0: so are we all saying we we want to be that drunk old spaniard <laughs> in dagon yeah i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> for
2: me, i don't know for i me, think i'm gonna roll either... the dice on Antichrist. i think I, <laughs> I gotta say i think it's i think it's odds aren't terrible yeah
3: baby or the fox i i think those are pretty like favorable
1: (laughs) (laughs) so for me i am either the drunkard who goes out like a champ or the dad in train to busan who does the duct tape arms and goes Uh, thick uh, thick thick daddy yeah Yeah, and just and honestly not even for any other like there's a lot of great reasons but like
3: thick south korean that's
1: that dude's hair, oh, like man. the pompadour he's got right uh, Like I don't His know fucking called,
0: suit and his like, rings, and just how he damn. just goes yeah, out well, punching yeah, zombies. They're both in suits, and duct tape arms. Th-
3: yeah. th- th- Thick thic- Poppy's suit is way better. <laughs>
0: Big than, Poppy? Than- <laughs> 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 Thick
3: Poppy's suit is so much flyer than that lame-ass corp boy. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I, I gotta agree. I, I think I would rather be uh, go out like a champ and training. Uh, he's got, train he's got like
3: an Italian suit on with just a fucking white T-shirt from Hanes.
2: Like yeah. that's that's class. He's cool. That's, that's he's curated. definitely cool. And you know he'd be fucking. I mean, yeah, we, I we, do, dude, we, dude, we see the evidence. Right there. Yeah, the <laughs> is in the pudding. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's you know, come on, Jake. I mean, you know um, he'd be fucking though. I mean, Jake, um, that's a little gauche, bro.
1: no i mean yeah uh those are my choices baby
0: yeah I, i i guess on that note that brings us to the end of this episode of the watchlist podcast uh jake brennan rob thank you so much for coming on the show i had a lot of fun talking these uh poor movies with you. Can't Jacob,
1: wait. thank you so much for oh, having yeah. us. It's always a delight. And you know, your podcast is truly a pleasure to listen to. And you know, the opportunity to get to plug the Buttery Mail's podcast uh and you know, is also much appreciated. And you know, you're also not only is it nice to be on your podcast and for you to have us on here, you're just a wonderful co
2: host as well. So thank you. Definitely. Thank so you. So much, much fun
3: being on here, man
2: thank you i appreciate yeah, these it
3: these two these two uh jacob these two don't speak for me but i
0: agree <laughs> i
3: everything they just said just they're not allowed to speak for me. <laughs> okay.
0: i won't outright say it but <laughs> they, do, yeah, uh, but yeah no I, I i can't wait till we have our next record i'd love to have you guys on again in the future and this was a lot of fun hey everybody sorry to break the immersion yet again hopefully this is the last time that it'll happen I kind of let my personal life get in the way of scheduling and recording these episodes, and as a result, the schedule kind of got messed up. But we're back on track now. So like I promised on the previous episode, next time we're going to have on AJ Mattioli. We're going to be talking about three movies, Your Eyes on Me, Neon Boys, and Tangerine. So tune in for that episode, and hopefully we're all back on track, and I won't have to do any of these post-narration recordings to... Set the record straight. Now back to the show. But yeah, uh, again, just thank you guys so much for coming on the show and thank you guys for watching the Watchless Podcast. We'll see you next time. I- Bye. Bye.
2: Raise.